You're listening to the Bad Reputation Podcast, hosted by Todd Collins and sponsored by Anchor FM. If you haven't listened before, we've got two words for you. Listen up. From digital marketing tips, entrepreneurial stories, and more, you will get the most up-to-date info brought right to your ear. Follow Todd on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, and more at Todd Collins Official. Listen everywhere podcasts are available, like Spotify, Apple, Roku, and more. Are you guys ready? Now, your host of Bad Reputation, Todd Collins. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, real excited about this one. There is a really, really good looking real estate agent in the beautiful state of Delaware. Um, <laughs> Delaware's a great place. If you've ever watched Wayne's World, um, you can learn more about it. Um, it's a classic movie, but it is, is absolutely stellar. Uh, the gentleman's name is Zachary Faust. He's a badass motherfucker. Um, he not only has Loft Realty and operates that, he also operates Loft Level Marketing. And uh, if you're on Instagram, if you're on TikTok, you've definitely seen this guy if you're into the real estate kind of world. Uh, the entertainment factor is amazing. Zach, thanks for being on, brother. What's going on, Brody? Thanks for having me, Todd. Thank you, uh, thank you for the invite, and I can't wait to chat marketing with you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, lo- love the stuff that you do. I think you already know that. Um, big fan. And there's a lot of people, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't even realize until um, I really started looking and, and it's actually a great tactic is that you have the state of where you are in your Instagram profile. A lot of people don't realize that that actually is a, is a good thing to do, but I didn't realize how much, you know, you connect with people just based on their sense of humor. And <laughs> that, you know, it's just like, you know, I, the other day, I don't know if you guys, this is a recent, this is a recent podcast. So I'm going to talk about his recent content real fast, just before we get into it. Um, Zach just shaved his legs. <laughs> Can, is there any possibility for those that could be watching? Could you, oh, could you Jesus could Christ. You pop, could you pop your leg up for me? <laughs> am I able to, am I able to just get a, a little, a little, I don't know off? if I've ever been asked to show my legs. <laughs> I'm going to make you show the fucking legs, bro. So Pop the leg up. All right. So you ready? So mm-hmm. let's make sure it's nice and in focus. Mm. Yeah. Look at the definition. Yeah, man. Proud of the calves. <laughs> and he went back to the gym today too, which is super. Yep. yep. Had the, uh, if you know the story, got the, uh, the new water bottle in, got sponsored by gallon gear. Gallon gear. Good. Yeah. Yes. Cause are, uh, are you going to get sponsored by manscape too? Is that the rumor? <laughs> That's uh, that's the rumor going around. Yes, that's the rumor going around. I shave so. my arms. You shave uh, your arms? I shave my arms. Absolutely, I've shaved. Well, I, my, all my my arms are all tattooed up. So, okay, so that makes sense. To be honest with you, when you have tattoo when you have tattooed arms, it actually looks better when your when your arms are shaved. Sure, but, sure, sure. Um, I, I just think it's a better look, and especially when you go to the gym, because I go to the gym every day. So you want you want to look as defined as possible. Of course. What, what you're going to find now is you're just going to continue to shave your legs. <laughs> I don't know, man. That was a long experience. It was a lot more. Uh, it was, was a lot of work. It was a lot more in depth than I anticipated it was going to be. <laughs> but what's your honestly, wife think about it? Oh, she was uh, she was definitely a little thrown back by it. But I think we've we've built this lifestyle now where if you leave the house more than 20 minutes, you just 
there's a possibility you're going to come back to something you're not expecting. Oh my God, dude. I swear to God. It's like being, it's like my own life, except I'm, yeah, it's, I, I believe I'm significantly older than you. So maybe, um, I don't know, but it's like a rolling sitcom. You just never really know what's going to happen on the next episode. That's very true. That's very true. Okay. So um, let's get into it. So you're a real estate agent, you're Mark, you're, and, and that kind of rolled into a, a marketing kind of thing, but let, let's talk about the real estate stuff first. How did you get into real estate? I got real estate uh, into real estate because I was bullied into it. Um, I worked six years in the military, uh, two extra years of reserves afterwards in the Air Force, uh, started in the Army. Um, I was getting into the reserve side when I was told, hey, look, you need to get into something that's going to be a career. And I was like, like, this is easy. I'm going to just go ahead and get in the DOC, Department of Corrections. I'm going to go to jail. Um and before that, I had a couple of the state jobs because I was like, okay, this is the easy stair step up to being a police officer, and that's going to be my career. And I chose that as my career because it was the path of least resistance. Yeah. You know, that was it. Um, but I was bullied by a current realtor and one of my former principals to be a realtor. She's like, yo, you need to become a real estate agent. And I was like, um, no. And after three times of her doing it, she's like, look, I signed you up. It starts tomorrow. I'll pay for it. Um, and she did help me financially a little bit throughout, but that first 500 was me. Uh, and I had to come out with a credit card and my wife emptied via an ATM, the cash that we had. Um, and yeah, and we ended up taking the class and became a realtor. And I had that situation sitting in the office, like, okay, now what that everyone's had. And I had to find a way to market myself. And so I dug in deep, started learning. Boof. Now we're here. Were you watching those? Were you watching? Because what, what year was that when you got into it? Uh, 2016 was when the seed was planted. I became a realtor January of 2017, officially. So okay. when, you, when you got into this, were you like, how the fuck are these people? Everyone's marketing themselves the exact same way. How do I yeah. set myself apart? I mean, was that, was that something you just that popped was, right in your head? So in August, when I started the real estate course, I told myself, okay, look, you know, I, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go hundred percent. I'm not going for this just being some part-time. Like I know nothing about sales. I know nothing about marketing. I know nothing about a business. I think about houses. Like I know nothing. Yeah. So I'm now going to go hundred percent from August into January until I actually get my license. I'm going to go super hard on self-development yeah. um, because every time I got fired, demoted, I was mad. I was depressed. It was all these different things. I had one common denominator, me. So I'm like, I need to fix me. Yeah. So one of the books that I always reference is uh, rich dad, poor dad, but the book that I read that actually mentioned what I was doing is think and grow rich. Cause I sat in that office. Go ahead. Stop right there. Yes. I, I can't tell you, okay? Now, I just got to, I got to, I got to impede right we, here for a second. We can talk books all day. Yeah. But that book. Specifically. In particular, Napoleon Hill is, as many, many people know, is, is my favorite author of all time. Monster. The book, Think and Grow Rich, is my favorite book of all time. And I will it's tell you- the why. best book of all time. It is the best book of all yeah. time. And here's the reason why. The title is extremely misleading. And it's, and it's done that that way specifically- to make sure that it ends up in the right hands of the right person. Yeah. That book, when it talks about think and grow rich, has nothing to do with talking about Money. true financial wealth. What it's yeah. really talking about is wealth within life. And I remember the first time that I ever read that book, I was in my 20s. 
And I was, and I will remember this. It was a book that I picked up, only book that I've ever picked up that I've read the entire book all the way through. And I read it in a car and I still have the book to this day. And it is the only book in my opinion that has 100% actually changed my life. There is no yeah, other book a, other than Thinking Girl Rich has changed my life. It's a life shifter. And one of the main phrases that was in that and then also in a book that I read called Miracle Morning, I went down the list of like the typical first time I read the one thing. And there was something mentioned in all of those books. And it said the art of business pretty much if I, if I paraphrased all of them down to one phrase was the art of business was taking a uh, problem and finding the optimal solution. And so I was like, all right, cool. What's the problem with real estate? And you're right. I looked around at all the 40, 50, 60, 70 year olds. And I was like, okay, none of you are marketing online. None of you at all. Like, I mean, nothing. We have newspapers, we have bench ads, we have bus ads, we have TV commercials that are awful that I know you're paying $1,800 a month for, not to mention shooting it. And it's just terrible. So I was like, I'm broke and I need to do what others aren't doing. So social media started going live, started making videos, started doing as much as I could. And then what I tell most people is that you will never achieve quality without quantity. And so I was putting out so much quantity that I started to get good at it. Um, didn't start good at it. And I still have a lot of room to grow, but you know, you don't get fit from just owning a treadmill. Yeah. I actually got to get on it. You're absolutely right. I compare, I compare social media growth to the gym uh, yeah. endlessly. If, 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 if Same you thing. stop, if you stop and start and stop and start and stop and start, you're not going to see any results. It's the consistency yep of doing it. And then it's the quality and education of doing it properly. And so yep. that's where a lot of people are Perform. like, Oh, consistency, consistency, consistency. I believe consistency is good. It's also quality though. It yep. is quality. I don't care what anybody says, the quality of the content. And I don't mean the production. I mean, the you know, value, also, you know, the value. also go into that gym analogy is because yep. I love what you're saying on that. Another thing you can bring up is intentions and goals and timelines of which they'll be accomplished. Mm -hmm. So many people walk into the gym and after three workouts, they're like, why haven't I lost weight? So many people posted three videos. They're like, why am I not famous yet? Like it, it's just, it's so similar. You're absolutely right. And there are some people that walk into the gym in three days and they've got a six pack. And there are some people that post for three days and go viral and then do nothing with it. And so that's the thing is that and, you know, we talk, people talk about virality all the time. The, 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 the whole premise of going viral is the uncontrollable factor, which is exactly what a virus is anyway. You know, if, if that's one thing that we've learned this year, that's exactly what it is. It's uncontrollable until you, you, um, until it act, until you find a solution to it. But at the end of the day, I mean, I've, I can't tell you how many clients I've had that were like, nope, not TikTok, not going to do it. And I've convinced some of them and then... They have a video that hits a million views and all of a sudden they start blowing up on TikTok. And by the way, when you blow up on TikTok, if you've done things right, you'll blow up on fucking Instagram too. It's just how it works. So if anybody out there that's asking, oh, how do I grow my Instagram? Oh, how do I do it? Start a fucking TikTok. That's how you grow on Instagram, dummy. So I'm just saying, I know it's a little brash, but I'm just saying, you want to grow on Instagram? Start a TikTok. So you figured it out. You said, all right, I'm going to do the opposite of these guys, billboards, TV commercials, bench sheets, basically the expensive advertising that can't be tracked, which it would be the opposite of intelligent marketing, but you can't tell a 60, 70, 
80 year old real estate agent that because he's built wealth based on shaking hands with a million people all day long. So since he doesn't listen, you go the opposite way. You start being consistent. You start putting out quality value. And then you also stick to the pillar of all of your content, which is entertainment. Yep. Talk, talk to me about when you started flipping to the entertainment side of things. Um, I started flipping to the entertainment side of things about a year and a half, two years in. I uh, got started getting really comfortable on video, started to realize that there's really only three categories. It's education, entertainment, or engagement. There's really the only three categories. And that uh, I was when I was actually getting my true personality in there a little bit more, like a little bit of a laugh here, some awkwardness, some just, you know, satire that it was doing well. And so I used really TikTok about two and a half years ago as my playground. Right. Let, let's see how far I can really push this envelope. Like how much of me does the world really want to see? And dude, the farther I push the envelope, the more success I was seeing. Like I would say a year and a half ago was the moment that the world knew everything about me except for my prescription list. Like there's nothing that the world that followed me didn't know. So, and I've seen more and more and more success, respect, friendships, connections, opportunities because of it. Yep. And not because I'm some esoteric human. I'm not. I'm not special. I'm, my mom was wrong. I'm as normal as they all come. I can't be president one day. I'm a normal dude with bad teeth, a patchy beard, and hair that doesn't really know what it wants to do most days. But I let people know I'm that. Yep. I have no fear of what someone's going to say. Do I think about what others think about me? Yes, I'm thinking about branding and marketing all day. That's literally what it is. But I'm not allowing someone else's judgment to shift me off of who I am and what I know is going to work. There's a big difference between hearing and internalizing. I can hear what other people say. I'm not internalizing it. And it's the same like Gary Vaynerchuk will say. It's on both sides. It's on the good and the bad. If you internalize this, oh, my God, you look so good. You're going to be even hurt four times as much on the opposite end when they say, oh, your teeth are looking trash today. It'll ruin your whole day. Yeah. So, so for me in this journey, it's just learning that you know, as long as I'm investing consistently and growing my brand and growing the audience and growing and growing and growing that if, you know, real estate got taken out from me when marketing got taken out from me, I have an audience to where I could go back to selling paper footballs or make another soccer league or start a clothing line or start being a consultant for pizza tasting, like whatever the internet's so available. And as long as you have an audience and a brand, you can do whatever. And that goes from just, I guess at that point, because now you've gained that experience. Now it's almost created a lack of a lack of fear of loss because now you're not afraid to lose because you know that now you have these multiple avenues and channels yeah. that you can, and I hate to say survive on because unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of people, I, 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 there's a couple of things with Gary and I'm friends with D-Rock. I'm friends with Jason yeah. Moreno, who's his content creator. I know these guys personally. Yeah. And, uh, my closest you know, connection is Mr. Zane over there. I love Zane. Yeah, yeah. Zane's fucking great, by the I way. I love He's Zane. Awesome guy. The 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 interesting fact is that, you know, they always talk about kindness and this and gratitude. And, I, and I'm big on that, right? But their mm. their devaluement in money, I don't agree with. Because, you know, and, and people always say, like, you know, they say money is the root of all evil. That is actually an incorrect quote. That's Correct. not the truth. If you should probably, I mean, I'm not a religious guy, but you can go read the Bible and actually get the real quote. But yeah. the actual real truth is the root is the person that holds the money 
is whether or not that's going to be evil used for evil or used for good. The, the question is really is that you shouldn't devalue making money or devalue coming up with new channels to create money for or wealth for yourself. So that also then gives you confidence to be able to be riskier with your primary revenue generator, which mm. gives you the ability, right, to expand on your creative juices and, and new things that you're doing, which in, in my opinion, you, you're consistently, you're doing the same thing I'm doing. You're, you're trying, you're not competing with anybody else. You're trying to push yourself further and further and for how far, how much further can I take this? And what you find is there, there is no end. It's infinity. Yeah. It's an infinite game, like Simon Sinek would say. Yeah. And it's, it's very similar to like golf. You know, mm-hmm. you're, yes, your score is getting lined up against other scores, but those scores are all independent upon the person who's gaining them. Like nobody on that scoreboard affected my score. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to view social media and marketing and business all in the same light is yes, you may not be doing as well as somebody, but that's not because that person's hampering you. It's because you aren't bringing that to the table to be amongst those ranks. Um, so it, it goes back to your gym analogy. Yeah, so that's why I want to talk about, uh, that's, what, that's what I want to talk about now is, okay, so you, you saw these issues, you saw these differences, and, and then you said, okay, I'm going to do things different. You did. And where did, where did things change for you? Did they change on TikTok first or Instagram first? I would go deeper on what, what you mean by change. Well, let's, like, let's say this, you, you, you equated yourself to being, you know, not special, a normal, a normal guy, right? Mm-hmm. What platform did you start to see? You were like, oh shit, like, um, my awareness is starting to oh to grow based on the content I'm putting TikTok, out. TikTok, a hundred percent. Okay. TikTok, a hundred percent. And and that's where I tell people right off the jump is you either need to be on TikTok and give your life and soul to it, or you need to never download it. And there's really only two sides. There's the person that's going to absolutely destroy it, get found, get recognized, have some virality, make some money, make some connections. And then you're going to have the person that's absolutely going to just destroy all confidence they have left because they have no right being on a video. And that's one thing I'm trying to tell people because I I love everyone I listen to in the real estate world and the video and the marketing world. But this whole concept that everyone needs to be on video is wrong. Yep. It's just not true. There, there are half of these people out here that really do, that need to push themselves, that really need to make an impact and a presence because they are the life of the party. They are the awesome personality that everyone wants to know, everyone wants to talk to, everyone wants to be connected with. So making videos is a scaling of what's already working. Right. We don't scale things that don't work. So if you aren't the relationship person, if you aren't the big personality, the life of the party, video, especially in an entertainment format, can do you way more harm than good Mm -hmm. because it can take you it basically you have the inability to be yourself on that video so now you're coming off as worse than maybe what they think you actually are maybe they thought you were boring already like oh my god this is terrible so self-awareness is humongous because you can just as easily partner with someone who is the life of the party on camera that you're simply the planner for the organizer for the systemizer for Because life really in business, there's always two people. When they come together, beautiful things happen. There's the engineer and there's the mad scientist. And you got to figure out which one you are. Are you the sprinter, the person who gets put down and their legs are already going and you're you're gone? It's just ideas, goals, ideas, goals, ideas, goals. 
Or are you the person that's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Stop sprinting for a second. We missed this. We missed that. Let's take care of this. Then, then you'll go. If you get those two people together, it's beautiful. But you got to figure out which one you are. Yeah, it's tough to have two people that have attention de- deficit hyperactivity disorder trying to work together. Because <laughs> you're, you're yeah. both going, fuck it, post it. The yep. impulsive. The impulsiveness, yep. which I, you know, obviously I struggle from, but and 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 any partnership that I ever got into, I'm more, uh, in my opinion, I like to be more of the idea guy, but somehow it always gets, I get dragged into the that that side with with, with me when when I when I started my personal brand, it was it was really me talk, talking about something that I was going through at the time emotionally. And that's what kind of set it off. And the minute that I like was like, you thought I was like this, but this is how, how I really feel. Like I really opened myself up. I was like, I've been divorced. I went bankrupt. I, you know, I struggle from anxiety. I struggle for, I, I don't like being around a lot of people in, in a room. Like I get nervous. Like I, you know, when you start talking about these things that naturally most people can relate to, that's when the, the people are like, I like this person because I can relate to them. And that's where people can tell if you're fucking full of shit and you're, you're, you get that salesy, you know, our generation is really good at smelling shit a mile away. Like I can't, I, Tony Robbins did great in the eighties, nineties, and still probably still does good right now. I went to a Tony Robbins event. I was fucking miserable. It was like, there's so many people around, they're cheering and they're going crazy and this that, and everything else. And I'm just like, how are they, is this, are they really this happy? Like, I'm like looking around, like, why are they all standing up and doing it? And I'm like, but I'm just not that person. Okay. I, I'm okay with being depressed sometimes. I'm okay with being ang- anxious sometimes. It's okay to feel like that. It's okay to have that fear. But also be aware that if you know that you don't want to be on video, don't force yourself to be on video. Go find someone, an avatar within your company or something of that nature to be the face, Right. And then get behind them. And what you'll find is that sometimes your value is better behind the camera than it is in front of the camera. Not everyone can be the lead in the role. It's okay, but you're going to have to find your way. So I agree with you hundred percent when, when, you know, I always say, I'm like, you got to do it. Yeah. I say, you got to be, you got to create video content because if you're trying to grow, that's something that you should do. But if you're not trying to grow and social media is not important to you, then don't fucking do it. Post what you like. What you'll find is other people like it too. When the CEO of Instagram said, we're no longer a photo sharing app, you think that's going to stop photographers from fucking posting photos on Instagram? Nope. They're still going to do it. And their followers that love them are still going to love their content. So don't be, don't be swayed by what the man tells you. Post what you like and post what you enjoy. And you're actually going to find that you actually like it more when you do it that way. Let's talk about strategy because okay. a lot of people have come to me and they're like, wait, I need a marketing plan. And I'm like, I don't do marketing plans. And they're like, why don't you do marketing plans? And I'm like, the reason I don't do a marketing plan is because it, you can't have one fucking cookie cutter marketing plan for every goddamn company and business and person that you work with. It's impossible. You can have a strategy, but the strategy is only there to keep you focused and in line with what your needs and wants are the plan will switch and it has to the strategy that, that, that marketing plan you're talking about a plan is something that you stick to consistently a strategy is something that you consistently can evolve and change and 
the reason I say that is because things just move a lot faster now than they did before, right? Perfect example is you were on TikTok and then I'm, I'm sure your Instagram started to grow. Did you ever run into a situation or, or, or an issue where your, your TikTok started, you, you started noticing that maybe the, the viewers, the views were going down or you, and then you had a little bit of concern because I know that Scott dealt with that. And going down. Yes. Concern. Okay. No concern. No. Um, to be honest with you. Um, because I don't measure and this is just mindset and it can be good. It can be bad. Cause sometimes I don't double down on the content that does well. Cause I also ignore the content that doesn't do well. Um, I measure TikTok by the amount of content I'm putting out that I view as quality, not by the amount of views that it receives. Yeah. Um, because I know for an absolute fact, based off the algorithm, some stuff's going to work. Sometimes some stuff's not. And it could be because you post at a certain time. It could be the random people who saw it for the algorithm. It could be one person rewatched. Or, I mean, there's a million different factors that come in. So it's not always the quality of the TikTok that determines how far it's going to go. Yeah. And, and you know, let's see, I'll give you an example. All right. So an example of an example of content of again, virality or whatever it is and overthinking the content and everything like that. We had a seafood restaurant that jumped on TikTok. They were smart about it. I've told every restaurant, I'm like, get on TikTok. Food is one of the biggest things you can do. I mean, it's, and it, I mean, it's so easy. It can drive so much revenue for you. You have no idea. And this, this younger person in the company said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start the TikTok for this company and we're going to go and see what happens. And so he was so consistent so consistent. I, I was so proud of the kid. Um, he doesn't, he didn't have, have a, lo, a lot of self-confidence in, in himself, but he was consistent. And he did one where they were uh, taking them through the day of packaging Alaskan seafood crab legs and not the most creative content. I mean, it was very simple and shit just goes fucking bonkers and goes all the way to a million views in 48 hours. And now their TikTok is off the chain they're, they're, they're putting out four to five TikToks a day. They're going live all the time. Their Instagram's growing. I mean, so sometimes it's that little teeny tiny taste of success that gets it going. Now, the question is, does C-Level in that company or in that business, do they believe now that TikTok is a viable application and a good uh, stream of awareness for their business? The answer, undoubtedly, is yes. Now, what they have thought that Prior to that TikTok, probably not. But would they even have the opportunities that they have now if they didn't even start it? They didn't even try it. And so that's that's what I want you guys to keep in the back of your mind. And that would be my question to you is why not? Why give me a reason of why somebody shouldn't be on there, right? You were talking about video content and you know, if they don't feel comfortable, whatever it is. But is there any reason why someone shouldn't be on that application right now if they have a business? I'm not going to talk about a person. Let's talk about business. Should a business, is there any reason why a business shouldn't be on there? Um, if the business, so here's my thing. You need to focus in on two to three social medias max. So for me, if you're in a B2B world, TikTok's probably low on the totem pole. Uh, if you're in the business to business world, um, if you are in the residential client world, um, where it's business straight to the consumer, I think there are very few times where your business shouldn't be on TikTok. 
Um, but at the very least, your business should be involved in short form vertical experiences. Um, because between reels and spotlight on Snapchat, shorts on YouTube and the Facebook product that's coming out, short form vertical raw style content's not going away. And so at the very least, using it as a playground to shoot around, get shots up, get reps in so that you can become better at this art of getting our message across in creative ways in a short time frame. I always suggest that because at the very least, no matter what platform you're focusing on, you're going to be growing your talent on TikTok in a way where the public is your judge. You're not going to have your mom and your sister's boyfriend saying, oh, my God, I love this. You're going to have people who tell you you suck which yeah. is okay. You're going to have people that tell you, you know, this is probably the last person that's going to like this video because this is awful. Like you're going to have that, but you also have the ability to watch and consume and grow and learn, watch films like sports and put in the reps to be able to grow slowly, but surely until you're comfortable enough to take it on the reels or spotlight or shorts or wherever. So that's why I love TikTok. It's the ability to practice, but you still get an audience to let you know feedback. I like that you, you talked about shorts because that is a, that, Shorts is only talked about by people that are, one, consuming marketing content consistently and watching everything and knowing that if they're popular on TikTok and they're doing well on Reels and they're doing doing very well from a standpoint on Instagram and putting effort into their stories that they know they can monetize on YouTube, which mm-hmm. I guarantee if I can't, I can't imagine you not being on YouTube and being monetized because you're fucking hilarious. But as far as shorts goes, shorts paying creators right now to just fucking go bonkers on, on shorts. So if you have ticked, I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't take your TikToks and get them into reels and get them into shorts and even post them on fleets and Twitter. If you have the opportunity to do that, because you just never know what's going to happen. Um, and a lot of people hit this thing where they're like, well, I don't know how to do that. And then what about the watermark? Because Instagram gets fucking pissed off. The watermark's there. Just want to talk real quick about this. There's a mobile app called TickSave that I use consistently almost every day. I think it's $4 on the app store. But you just copy the link on your TikTok and you uh, go into TickSave, open the TickSave app, and it lets you save the video quality, sound, all of it without the TikTok watermark on there. And then you can post that on Reels and Shorts, which makes your life a hell of a lot easier. Um, but at the end of the day, you have those three places where you can drop content. And the thing is, is again, it's not about how many TikToks you do. It's also about how many times you're taking that TikTok content and then distributing it on other platforms to gain awareness and growth. And a lot of the times when just, just like Zach said, the community is going to decide what's going to work because it just may, just may happen that TikTok's not your home, might not be the place, could be shorts is your place. And then you work backwards from there. Then you start creating the content on shorts and you work backwards and start testing on uh, TikTok and, and Instagram. So it's a consistent daily, constant thing that you have to do. And, and that's where it kind of takes us into the situation of, and I hear this all the time and I say that a lot. I hear this all the time. I get asked this all the time. And I know Zach gets, it says that all the time. I get asked this all the time, the time alone. How do you have the time to create this much content with as busy as you are doing all the other things that you're doing? Because if I'm on Instagram, I'm posting, not scrolling. If I'm on TikTok, I'm creating, not consuming. And if I'm on Facebook, I'm posting a status, not looking at my old friend's stuff. I am actually creating the content. Okay. So hang on one second here. This is very, very important. I I asked Zach 
how does he have the time to create content? His answer to that question is that he's on the apps creating content. He's on the apps. If he is consuming, he's consuming what is potentially getting attention right then so he can reverse engineer that and create his own content out of it. He's not looking at other people's content, which is the average person. That's what they're doing is consuming. He's creating. So I want you to kind of keep that in the back of your mind instead of picking up Instagram or picking up or opening TikTok or opening you know, YouTube or, or Twitter or whatever it is, instead of consuming, create. And that's how you're going to end up finding the time. Because what you're going to find is majority of the time you're consuming more than you're creating. And that might just be the problem that you're having. Thank you for that because that's huge. And I think more people need to hear that. Yeah. That's a yeah, great I mean, answer to that question. Appreciate you. And like mindset wise, you just have to understand, like, is this my tool or is this my dopamine dealer? Which yeah. one is it? Am I getting this to work for me or do I work for it? You have to, you have to just understand where's your mind when you're opening that app. Are you looking for something for yourself or are you looking to give value to others? Which one is it? And it's okay if you understand, like the, the word uh, distracted, you, it means to be taken away from purposeful action. So if I understand I'm getting on TikTok, I'm going to relax. I'm going to watch some videos for 20 minutes. Not only am I going to be on there for 20 minutes instead of accidentally for an hour and a half, because I've told myself, I'm also not going to get on myself. I'm not going to be mad at myself. And I know my, what the purpose is because I've told myself. So it's no longer a distraction. Yeah. So you just have to be mental, uh, you know, cognitively aware at all times. Okay, what am I doing and why? I'm a big fan of, of TikTok throwing in that break. You've been on TikTok for a while. You've been scrolling for a while. It's time to take a break. I mean, what mobile application is so being so attentive to the mental well-being of their user that they're telling them to get off the app and go do something else? Um, this is this is why the the app has become so successful. And I'll, and and I'll give you the main reason why the app's so successful. You know, a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, it's the algorithm. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's the the way that you can immediately go." viral it's the opportunity it's that dude here's what it is the mo that company listens to its users it listens to its users and it gives its users what it wants mainly being that it fucking pays its creators that's one of the big ones it, it, it and here's the deal it, i don't care what anybody says a lot of people that say that they're they're, they're, they're not motivated by money that's horseshit you're motivated by money if you tell me you're going to pay me $50 to do three TikToks a day. I'm, I'm going to do three TikToks a day. The way that they did, the way that they did the payment of creators is so smart. And I feel it will be mirrored in other social media startups. It already is. Yeah. That they didn't link it to the advertiser CPM or cost per mill. It's, you know, the system that we don't use, you know, the right mm -hmm. one, um, like a millimeter. So cost per thousand impressions. That's how YouTube pays its uh, its creators. That's yeah. how Instagram pays, Facebook pays, is okay. You're creating content where we can get people on here at a dollar eighty CPM. So we're gonna pay you 30 cents per CPM. We're gonna give you 20% of what they're giving us and we're yeah. gonna keep the rest. So what TikTok did is say, hey, look, if you meet these criteria right here, we'll start paying you for all your content. That's fine. 
but they never linked it to a view count. They never linked it to a CPM or a specific style audience. And they separated who could do it and who could. 100,000 views in 30 days, right? Uh, you got to have 100,000 views. I think that's the only. Yeah, 100,000 in three days. And then you also have to have 10,000 followers. So yeah. there's there's some stuff in there that's keeping the the floor dwellers of the people who want to be monetized from taking millions out of it. And when I say millions, there's just tens of millions of people making sense pretty much. Yeah, right. Taking away from the people who are giving consistent, high quality stuff. And those people are making more. But TikTok's also made it clear that they just want to help their people to monetize themselves through partnerships and influencer marketing and contracts and things like that. Um, so they make a ton more money. When I tell you they survived half a year, think about this, half a year on $2 billion. That's not much to think about the amount of content that's being created at all times on TikTok and to think that for six months, you could hold down your creators and keep them happy for 2 billion. I guarantee YouTube is paying that out monthly, if not more so. I mean, I, probably I, 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 I believe, uh, yeah, because I believe that Instagram, I think is, is 26 billion. Yeah, I mean, so their yeah. strategy was brilliant. Um, won't last forever, to, but to hold over creators and get that started, get that program rocking, amazing. I, I think they, I think they, whoever is internally working on the community side is is listening to the user, and they're listening to the creator, and they're moving super fast. And 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 that's the thing. It, it seems to me, at least from my opinion, it seems to me that. TikTok almost has no wall of ideas that block basically any kind of restriction or blocking when it comes to an idea and getting the idea out. They keep everything super simple, yeah. not only within the app, but, but super simple for, again, monetization or going live or everything else like that. And what you're finding and what you're seeing right now is the same thing that happened with, with uh, Snapchat and Instagram. Okay, Instagram tried to buy Snapchat. It didn't work out. They created stories. Stories was successful. And then they were like, well, fuck that, man. Like we can take out YouTube. So we'll start IGTV. Didn't work out really. So now they're paying people to do IGTVs. Um, and now what you're seeing is when the CEO of Instagram literally says and names a competitor in a video, that's how you know as from TikTok, from the TikTok standpoint, that's how you know that you've made waves. Okay. In my opinion, I don't, I'm not talking about value and money. I'm talking about value in, in platform. TikTok is the number one fucking mobile application when it comes to social media right now is in my opinion, it's the best. It's the best. It is the best user-friendly. It has figured out what the community and, and the human being relates to the best. Um, when I talk about algorithm and I don't talk about algorithm a lot because it gets used as blame, but you want to talk about a application delivering you what you want to watch. That's why people stay there inside the app so long. And in fact, a lot of people don't know this recently, TikTok has surpassed YouTube in in-app on, on platform usage. More, more people are staying on TikTok longer and using TikTok more than they're using YouTube. Yep. That is it. That is a big fucking statement by that company, man. That's huge. So again, I know, you know, Zach and I both said, well, like, don't go there if you don't want to be there. Dude, if you're trying to grow on, on any type of social media, that that is the biggest opportunity. And that's, you know, that's why we're talking to Zach because Zach did it before a lot of pe other people did. He got in early. He believed in the content. He believed in the application early enough 
that it worked out for him, you know, and there's a ton of people out there. Like, look at Logan Paul, look at Jake Paul. These guys, they believed in a platform early enough that it paid off for them. So who's to say you're not going to see Zach running Barstool Sports one day? You have no fucking clue. Um, and I can see you being on there, by the way. Give me, uh, give me a couple. Give me, yeah, absolutely. I would love it, man. Could, give me a couple tips um, that, let's say, some of the older demographic, because there are some older real estate agents out there and 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 user and people out there, business owners out there that that are like, you know, no, I'm, I'm, let's do it. Let I believe in it. There are some really cool aged people that are like, I want to do this. And there's a lot of really cool people that are aged that are on the platform that do really fucking well, yeah. and they get it really well. Give me if a I could. If I could keep my age, you know, keep young but look old, I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, because in digital marketing, you only give yourself a bigger, uh, in all marketing, you yeah. give yourself a bigger leg up if you're unique. Uh, different is better than better. Um, so I, I would say to anybody who's older in their mindset, not just in age, um, if you're older in your mindset and you want to make that shift, I, I just encourage you to take action. What stops somebody from opening into something new is they're afraid to be wrong or they're afraid to be embarrassed. You need to stop listening to the people around you who are saying, don't be on this, don't be on that video's dumb. This is stupid. And you need to start learning from those that are actually doing it well. And that's simply by going onto the apps and scrolling and consuming and starting to create and learning. If the longer you say, oh, this isn't going to work and listen to me, there could be a whole nother Chinese controversy and TikTok could be wiped off the American face of the earth in two months. I don't know. One thing I do know is the 2,500 videos I've made and the 1.6 million followers that I've, found, that I've found have created a whole new open door to my life. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that dramatic for you. It could literally be the skill set that you've gained by making 340 videos over the course of a year and a half that leads you into the next Americanized TikTok. Maybe Reels created its own specific app to kill TikTok and give us an American-based option. I don't know. All I know is short-form video is not going away. Vine died because it was a terrible company, not because it was a terrible app. Right. It's a legendary app. Yeah. It's a legendary app, but they yeah. tried to monetize terribly. All right. We are we are not a text photo based species. We're not. Our interactions with each with each other, our mouth is moving, our inflections changing, our speed of the pace of our speaking alters. We're moving our arms, our bodies. Video is the only way for us to do this and scale our communication out to people. And so if you're learning how to do that in under 60 seconds or with reels, 30 seconds, even though they're about to release the 60 second feature, thank God you're, you are breeding, huh? I said, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when they made it, they made the circle so you can yeah. add more time 30 is halfway. So it was built in from the beginning, but I felt yeah. like they want to get the algorithm right before they do it. Um, but you're gaining a skill. The same exact reason growing up in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, like give us your elevator pitch. That's the same thing as me saying, take this five minute video and turn it into 30 seconds. It's the same thing. It's just video. Yeah. So we need to embrace it and start moving forward with it. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that about the 15 second thing. It's, it, it's interesting that they sped up the process to 30 seconds quickly. I mean, they moved that one really fast. They went 15 seconds. They were like, oh, that's not fucking long enough. We got to move it. You know, and same with, with, with shorts. Now, I was super happy and super excited when TikTok launched the three-minute. And, and, and I'll tell you why. Because 
if you really, really like content, like if you, when I'm talking about, and I'll give you an example, I'm super into UFOs. I've been into UFOs my entire fucking life. And to, to finally be, for it all to make sense now, and it all to start kind of being released and coming out and the disclosures happening and whatever it is, okay? What, and whatever that is, okay? I'm not saying what it is, but I'm just saying that the disclosure is happening and the government's saying, hey, like, we don't know what the fuck this shit is. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm in a mindset now where I'm going, I could literally sit and watch a half an hour of UFO content and consume it because I'm super into it and I love it and I like it, right? So I will sit and watch a three-minute video on TikTok about UFOs easily. I might even watch it twice, which actually helps that, that video. I found it interesting that a year before that, a year prior to that, Facebook stated, we're going to start giving three-minute videos on Facebook more, of, more exposure based on um, what we're seeing. Three minutes is, is the perfect amount of time for uh, uh, the viewership of a person. Now we know that that's bullshit because that's not true. Okay. It's just not, that's, that was Facebook's way of saying, Hey, we're going to try to start taking YouTube creators from YouTube and moving them over to Facebook so they can monetize on the three minute videos. Okay, cool. That's now we know that, right? I, I very seldom do that. They've created videos, the watch side of Facebook for three minute videos anyway. So it, it is what it is. But when TikTok released the three minute video, that was very interesting because I wanted to see how creators were going to handle running out three-minute videos. And it was a direct, in my opinion, it was, it was a direct move to, it kill, it's basically, it's killed IGTV, in my opinion. Okay. It's killing IGTV. It's going to continue to kill IGTV. Um, but maybe it won't, but in my opinion, it's going to kill IGTV. So I'll I was doubles. excited because it's, it's keeping the, these, it's keeping creators from leaving and putting that three minute video on another application. They're actually going to start it with TikTok and then move from there. What's your opinion on that? I have a very strong opinion on it. Um, that the move toward expanding content styles will either a make them the king of the world or B make them irrelevant in the year and a half. Yeah. Um, because we've seen both sides where someone expands past their brand too early and they skip way too many steps Yeah, and it becomes uncomfortable and it's no longer cool. Mm -hmm. And I feel if TikTok keeps that trying to compete with our competitors mentality, instead of focusing on what works, they can drive themselves into a hole very fast. And I would be terrified of trying to shift my app too much outside of simple, just user satisfaction with Google money backing YouTube shorts and with Zuckerberg money, basically backing an entire change of an app to compete with me. Yeah. Now TikTok has the worldwide win right now, but the money's in America. Yeah, the, right. the social media profit is in America. So to be one Chinese controversy away from being ousted, I would really not be focusing on expansion. I'd really, really be focusing on nailing down the loyalty and the cult-like following that we currently have and growing that deeper and deeper and deeper. And they've done a great job of that, of being good to their creators and having creators have a 
passion for pushing TikTok. And I feel personally their branding should go more of a direction of F these guys. Let's try and put them out of business. Let's team TikTok. That's the route I would go. I would create this almost war style of let's rally the troops um, because there's in a business model, if I'm doing a SWOT analysis on who's out there, I feel TikTok has the least chance of survival. Yeah. And, and what's funny about that is that's why I, you know, to bring up Scott again, and again, I'll compare that to you, right? Like Instagram, I, that's why I always talk about eggs in one basket, right? Like you, 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 you should never, you should never put all your eggs in one basket. It's cool to be successful in one application, but it's also intelligent to expand on where you're going. I will tell you that I don't think TikTok, I don't think TikTok is thinking about their competition at all. Okay. And that's why they're so successful. Now, on the other side of that, it's apparent that Instagram and Facebook are thinking about, and YouTube and Twitter and everybody else, they're thinking about TikTok and they're trying to figure it out. And that's why in, in the end, right, I, I believe that they're proving that the money is not, the money is not the secret. It's, 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 it's the community within the application and people are finding that the communities on TikTok are just really, really thoughtful. I mean, dude, you have people coming out of swingers on that, on that mobile application. I, I never saw that on fucking, I never people, saw people on Instagram, like going, yeah, we're fucking swingers, man. Like nobody did that. These people are on TikTok. They're, they're completely accepting. I'm not a swinger by the way, but I'm just saying they're completely accepting of their life now. They're, they're very honest. These people are very, very honest within this application and they're finding the people that they can communicate with the best. And it's just a really good app, but you're absolutely right. It is one and we're close. Don't get it twisted. We're real close to a situation where that application could go away. And if you have not changed or expanded your brand on another application, you're in deep shit. You got a real problem. And that's why I wanted to talk real quick about Loft Marketing. You know, so you've created this space for you and you did that, right? You didn't only create your expansion into other social media marketing platforms. You went, eh, let's, let's, think, let's think for a second. If worst case, two of these, two places went away. Can I create a place where I can take my tribe, my people and put them in here and help them and still generate revenue from it and generate awareness from it and referrals from it and things of that nature. And that's what you did. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. So for me, it was growing my tick. So my biggest challenge was my TikTok following was younger, not as young as the stereotypes. I'm talking like 23 um, right. on average. And for me, I was also finding that I was getting not lower income, but just, you know, 23 year old income following on average. And so I was like, well, my biggest value comes in working with professionals, entrepreneurs, real estate focused mainly. So how do I start doing this? So I had a, an actual advisor when I was at 200,000 followers saying I needed to stop and I need to focus on growing Instagram. I was like, well, why is that? He said, well, you're going to grow your Instagram with all these, you know, TikTok people and they're not going to be the people you want to be, you know, connected with. And you're going to just jack up your entire Instagram and TikTok and you're going to get locked into this community that brings you no value. I was like, that's stupid because here's what's going to happen. I'm going to keep growing this 
And then though I'm not getting these people who are realtors on the, on, in the business side, entrepreneur side, on the front end, what I am going to get from them is the back end. They're going to see the 1.5 million followers and be like, wow, I should be following this person. They're not going to be hyper analyzing who's following me. Um, and so I started bringing my audience over to Instagram and the same thing started happening. As people started following my Instagram. So like, oh, we should know this profile. Yeah. Um, and that's what started getting me uh, connections with the bigger people and on the stages and the, in Vegas and Charleston and Tampa and Orlando and all these cool places. And it was because I grew an audience without thinking, oh, man, these aren't these people aren't going to help me in the long term. I just kept making content. Um, and so getting them into separate social medias was strategic. Um, like I even made a discord to say, hey, if you want to talk with me and be in group chats with me and all that, here's discord. Um I call those home base platforms and then places like TikTok and Clubhouse are amazing bridge platforms yep. to help meet new people and walk them over to your main hub, uh, whether it be YouTube or LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook. I believe those are the main four. Um, I think Instagram's top tier when it comes to hosting your audience. And it has, you know, between it, Facebook and YouTube has the strongest chance of being a rival top five social media for, you know, the next decade. Yeah. And, and, and that's where we, you know, we talk about, you know, what the, the future real estate agent, right? Like I, I believe that you're the, you and, and like guys like you and guys like Mike Reuter and guys like Scott Batley, and you guys are the, you guys are the, the, I want to see the example, but the, the word is escaping me right now, but it's, you guys are, are, are really the, the model, right. Of the, moving forward real estate agent the future of what the business is like and and so my my question is what do you see changing over the next five years this is this would be more of a shot call for you right so in five years things maybe go your way and the shot call makes sense you can kind of go back to this piece of content and go oh shit i was right so two things I would say right up front in the world of real estate is a, the amount we get paid, I think between this last year and a half, and then the realization of the public more and more, and then also these referral companies jumping in more and more is the willingness for somebody to pay us 6%. Um, and that's a topic I've talked about on stage and, 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 and focus groups. And, and I always get the message afterwards that someone pissed, like I'm worth my 6%. I'm like, okay, continue asking for it and, and do it as long as you can ask for eight. Mm -hmm. But we can't be blind to the fact that 6% was a amount of money realtors are being paid when homes were a lot cheaper and there was a ton more work that had to be done in the nineties in the early 2000s, you had to door knock the neighborhood to let them know about the listing. You had to call all your clients to let them know about the new home. You had to schedule the showing and pick up the keys from the office. You had the, a cold call and circle dial and farm on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, it was a much different job than put it on the MLS. Look through offers. All right, let's get to closing, boys. Like, it's a lot different. It's a ton different. Um, and to say that you're worth the same amount as somebody was back then and all the work they had to do for one specific listing is ignorant. And secondarily, the home prices have shot up drastically, right. where the same job is now a lot more expensive. In fact, 
it's less of a job. So the amount that we're getting paid also with all these iBuyers and iSellers coming along and referral-based companies, I feel a lot of deals will have that referral fee attached to it, um, which simply put, uh, simply put means the supply and demand of being a realtor, I think will shift. Less people think, I want to be a realtor. Um, I think there'll be a big turnover in the next two to three years as this market continues to shift and the top 20% are doing most of the eating. Um, and a real estate agent will become less of a, I can walk in and make some money and more of a, the people who've built their moat around their business, who they allow in to join them. And the rest of people just kind of fight over crumbs. I mean, 8% of, I'm sorry. Yeah. The bottom 50% of realtors in America right now fight for 8% of the business. I mean, it's already happening. I think it's just going to get extended. We'll get paid less. More work will go to the top tier. And it'll become less of a typical style of job and things are going to change. I really do think Zillow will come along and take a good share. I do think that open door and Redfin will take their share. Um, but I think people need to stop demonizing and dramatizing, thinking that our entire industry is going to get wiped out. I can schedule an entire 14 day trip to Europe and know where I'm going to be every single day, where I'm driving, what I'm driving, who I'm going to be with, but I'm still going to hire a travel agent to do it. it it's, it's, you know, it's the same thing that happened in the car business when people, when car you know, salesmen and, and dealers and, and everything said the internet was going to kill the car business in, you know, 2005, six, seven, mm-hmm. when like, you know, auto traders and cars.com and things like that started happening. But like, dude, here's the deal. The people that piss on that opinion that you have or talk shit, like, why would you say that or whatever it is, dude, it's because they, they're scared shitless that they're going to have to learn something new or leave the industry or whatever it is. And that's just based on their own fear and weakness within themselves has nothing to do with you. In my opinion, what I think is going to happen is exactly what you just said, but let's take it a step further. Redfin, Zillow, and those types of companies are still going to know that the human connection side is still needed in some way for most people. So they're going to go top They're They're going to go fine. Right. And this is why they're going to do it. And maybe Blackstone's involved in it. I have no idea buying these properties up. They're going to go and they're going to connect with the most influential real estate influencers. And especially from a real estate agent side or title side or mortgage side or whatever it is. And they're going to pay you guys an ass ton of fucking money to be the person and create teams from there and show other real estate agents how to become influence marketers uh, and still be real estate agents. And that's where I see, that's where I see the future of the real estate agent. It's the people that are accepting it. The fact now, well, like you want to be a real estate agent in 2030, 2040, 2050, you damn sight better be focused on your own personal brand. So you can walk into any real estate company and be like, here's the deal. I legitimately have 1.6 million followers on TikTok. I legitimately have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. I legitimately have 30 people and I cut it off at 30, by the way to work with on a monthly basis to help them with their own personal brands. Any company, any real estate industry, any title company, any mortgage company will pay you whatever the fuck you ask for to have you on their team. Okay. So if you don't think that that has something to do with it, it totally does. That is the future. That's Mm -hmm. how it's going to go down. And I'm going to pull this video up in 2040 when you and I both have gray hair and we can't hide it. Well, we probably have gray hair now, but we're trying to hide it. At the end of the day, we're going to pull this video out and we're going to have been right. And it's going to be a better real estate industry for that, in my uh, opinion. I feel we're going through 
And, and of course, we'll look back and know, but we're going through kind of the revival of not just real estate, but in entrepreneurship as a whole, um, because the world is shifting from this madmen marketing mentality mm-hmm. to understanding the value transaction. Yep. To understanding that I have to give to receive, to understanding you have to bring value and be attention worthy in order to have attention. Just because you're asking for it doesn't mean you're going to get it. You have to be attention worthy. Um, and understanding that, you know, since the early 800s to now, you know, over a thousand years, nothing has changed. We are still a what's in it for me. We are still a whoever brings value first wins. And we're still a egotistical creature. So yes. if we feed the egotistical people out there, the consumers out there with value that they want, they need, they want on their side and make it as 24-7 accessible and open to them like an Amazon, then you're going to win. The innovators will win. And that's what I love about innovation is because there's always room for more and it's never going to change. And that's what I'm confident we'll always win because even when video is not the cool thing and it's holograms and AR, we'll be on it. You know, yeah. when it's when it's chips in people's brains and it plays videos while they sleep, we'll have a spot in your brain. But like for now, it's video, it's TikTok, it's Clubhouse, it's, you know, BitClout, it's, you know, getting into these different crypto opportunities. and NFTs. What we're work, I was just about to say that we're working on an NFT project. We have an app that's being created, so it's all growing. And I'm two minutes past what my wife said I had, <laughs> but but uh, either way, man, it's great connecting with you, man. And we will pull this video up later on and be like, "Yep, this was it." Yeah, Zach, I, I really appreciate it, man. You dropped a, a ton of value here. Um, everybody, please go and follow Zach. Where can people follow you? I know they can follow you on TikTok. But is that what, what Zachary Loft? Zachary Loft on Instagram's best spot, so you can DM me, chat with me, talk with me. Um, I message back. So hit me up there and we'll, uh, we'll get connected guys. I hundred percent recommend that you go follow Zach, uh, and, and obviously try to reach out to him and, and talk to him. And, you know, he's worth the, I believe it's $50,000 a month for each person in his 30, uh, 30 group. Yeah. Uh, li- little less, but something like that. A little less than that, right? Something yeah. like that. But Zach, Zach, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. It, it's been awesome. And, uh, it's, I can tell you, this is not going to be the last time Zach's on here for sure. There's no question about it. Hey, next year, follow-up. Let's do it. Let's see where we're at. All right, Brody. Good chat with you. See you, man. Thank you for listening to the Bad Reputation Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and share what you may have learned with someone else today. Remember, your reputation is everything.